Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 5, 10 through 16, called Let Your Light Shine. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 5, Let Your Light Shine, verses 10 through 16. We continue to move verse by verse through the Sermon on the Mount, and we have come to a very familiar section. We're going to stand, if you're able to stand with us for the reading of the section, let your light shine as we touch on the last of the eight Beatitudes that Jesus talks about, and then two metaphors to tell us who we are. Blessed, Matthew 5.10, are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. You can have a seat. Father, thank you so much for this precious congregation. We do rejoice in what happened yesterday as we were a light uh, in Riverside, across from Planned Parenthood, Lord. We were a witness we uh, made a very tangible step to be salt and light, to go beyond the walls of the church as blessed, wonderful building as this is. This is not the end of our faith. It doesn't uh, start and stop when we come through these doors, no. Rather, you've called us to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Would you help us to understand what that means how we can apply the word of God and may you be glorified in our hearing and our response to it. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Amen. Some years back, my family had a chance to host uh, some kids from the African Children's Choir. These are kids that travel from their homeland. They're usually eight to 10, maybe 11 years old and they form a choir and they sing wonderful praise songs with energy and these bright smiles. And one of the things that happens is uh, if you host them as a church, you get to host some of the boys uh, or girls at your house. So we had three boys, so we decided to take three boys from the African Children's Choir, and they spent the weekend with us, and it was great. The boys were younger, and so we'd get in the car and we drove to get some ice cream and They'd be in the back seat of the car singing because they were part of a choir and they would sing something like this. He is your light. He is my light. And we're going down the road just, yeah, come on. He is your light. He is my light. So every time we'd go do something, get them ice cream or whatever, they would bless me. They would 
call me Uncle Michael, and they would say, Uncle Michael, thank you for driving us to get ice cream, and may the Lord richly bless you. And I would look at my own children. And I think you can fill in the blanks. Just in regard to what Shane said, I do prefer worship leaders at the front. But never mind, that's, that's a different story. So let your light shine. A very familiar text to all of us, and it comes on the heels of what we call the Beatitudes. We uh, studied these last time we were together, which was actually two Sundays ago. Just look back for a second. Very unusual things that Jesus talks about as blessings. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the principle, the promise. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. They shall be comforted. The principle of the promise. Blessed are the gentle. They shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful. They shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called sons of God. And then we left off at verse 9, leaving this eighth beatitude. And it is rather shocking. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, each time we ran into the word blessed, we talked about the fact that the Greek word is makarios. And that word has the idea not so much that you're uh, giggling or, you know, you're manifesting happiness, But there's an inward contentedness or a calm knowing that with each principle, there's a promise. And there's a blessing attached to each one of these. But this last one is probably the hardest one to deal with. Blessed are those who've been persecuted, notice, for the sake of righteousness. What is persecution? Persecution literally means to feel threatened and then have a sense of needing to flee because of the threat itself. And Jesus said, when you represent the king and the kingdom, some of you are going to experience persecution. Now, if I asked you to raise your hand and I I said, hey, how many of you have experienced some form of persecution? Perhaps a good number of hands would go up. Why would we be persecuted? Well, Jesus makes it clear that there's a couple of requirements Look at verse 10. If you're going to be persecuted, let it be for the sake of what is right. An earlier uh, beatitude in verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Here's the bottom line. When you serve the king in the kingdom, you will have a deep hunger inside of you for what is right. You will desire his will happen on earth as it is in heaven. You will have heaven's heart because you will be linked with the king, having been born again to that living hope, and you will hunger for what is right in the world. Now, there's a lot wrong in the world right now. And yesterday was about us taking a stand as a fellowship and saying, this is wrong. Now, we're not just saying it's wrong. We want to offer hope to people. We offer the gospel. We offer compassion. Yet we are not going to say something's not wrong. 
Have you ever been persecuted for the sake of desiring to see what is right? This sermon is really about righteousness. In fact, if you look a little bit down, Jesus says these words in verse 20. I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not experience this kingdom promise. You will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, is Jesus preaching salvation by works? I don't think so. In verse 17, just so we've got it correct, he says, don't think I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill, to fulfill all righteousness, which is the exchange between he and John the Baptist. Let it be so that we might fulfill all righteousness. What is Jesus saying? He'd come to die for the people. He'd become to live the perfect life that they could never live. But just on a plain reading of the scripture, here's what Jesus is saying. Their righteousness over there, see the scribes, see the Pharisees? This is their righteousness. It's all outward. They fast twice a week to check a box. They tithe their mint, dill, and cumin to check a box. They make lengthy prayers out in public to check a box. They love greetings in the marketplaces to be called rabbi, to get the best seats in the synagogues. I tell you, they have their reward in full. They sound the trumpet when they give alms to the poor. Hey, see what I did? See the bone that I threw to that poor guy over there? They are always doing what they do for show. And I tell you, they have their reward in full. Now, we do our good works so that people might bring glory to God. We'll see that at the end of the sermon, not glory to us. And I know my own heart, and I'm sure that you can uh, resonate with this, that we can all be really good at fooling most of the people most of the time. I know the Christian lingo. I know, you know, how to walk into the church building. I know a good number of the songs. I know what a Christian's supposed to look like and talk like. But if the moment I hit the door, what I've manifested is simply to impress you, God's not impressed. And that is just a righteousness just to impress people. A kingdom righteousness will be a righteousness that flows deep within the heart of a believer in Christ who desires to live the right way because they know the king, not because they're checking boxes. This world, please hear me, is filled with people who have checked religious boxes but do not know the Lord and Jesus said to the Pharisees, you don't have the love of God in you. Everything that you do, you do to impress people and you have your reward. Now, some of the Pharisees obviously did come to Jesus and did have an encounter with the Lord, but many of them would not humble themselves. Paul goes through his list in Philippians 3. He says, according to the outward working of the law, I was blameless. I did this. I was born in this family. You know, I had these kinds of accomplishments, on and on he goes. But then he says, but I didn't, essentially I didn't know the Lord. I, all that stuff is rubbish. It's religious rubbish compared to knowing him. I think what Jesus is simply saying is this, when you know me, this desire for what is right will flow from your heart. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Would you please consider supporting Walk in Truth being on this radio station and podcast for at least $5 a month? As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team through our new Walk in Truth app. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. All this and more is available to you on our new Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your financial gift. Please become a financial partner of at least $5 a month visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. So that people might bring glory to God. We'll see that at the end of the sermon, not glory to us. And I know my own heart, and I'm sure that you can uh, resonate with this, that we can all be really good at fooling most of the people most of the time. I know the Christian lingo. I know, you know, how to walk into the church building. I know a good number of the songs. I know what a Christian's supposed to look like and talk like. But if the moment I hit the door, what I've manifested is simply to impress you God's not impressed. And that is just a righteousness just to impress people. A kingdom righteousness will be a righteousness that flows deep within the heart of a believer in Christ who desires to live the right way because they know the king, not because they're checking boxes. This world, please hear me, is filled with people who have checked religious boxes but do not know the Lord. And Jesus said to the Pharisees, you don't have the love of God in you. Everything that you do, you do to impress people and you have your reward. Now some of the Pharisees obviously did come to Jesus and did have an encounter with the Lord but many of them would not humble themselves. Paul goes through his list in Philippians 3 He says, according to the outward working of the law, I was blameless. I did this. I was born in this family. You know, I had these kinds of accomplishments. On and on he goes. But then he says, but I didn't, essentially, I didn't know the Lord. All that stuff is rubbish. It's religious rubbish compared to knowing him. I think what Jesus is simply saying is this. When you know me, This desire for what is right will flow from your heart. Take a look at Matthew 23. This is uh, not a politically correct sermon that Jesus is about to give, Matthew 23. But just to show you the problem, John 7, 7 says that people hated Jesus because he exposed their evil deeds, John 7, 7. That's a paraphrase. Here's Matthew 23, 23. Take a look. What do you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, you could say actors, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin, Matthew 23, 23, and have neglected the weightier provisions of the Torah or the law. What are they? Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. These are the things that you should have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, 
who strain out at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites or actors, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish so that the outside of it may become clean also. Jesus, back to Matthew 5, is saying that true righteousness is going to flow from within a person that's been changed, born again, and will flow out. And one of the results of Jesus's life, of course, he attracted many, many people to him. Many people flocked because he was healing. He went around doing good. He was full of compassion. Never did a man speak like him. But other people were not happy with Jesus. In fact, that is why Jesus ended up on the cross. It was God's divine plan. However, we know that with a certain group of people, he was not popular because he exposed who they really were. And it was the religious leadership when Pilate, the Roman governor, was trying to let Jesus go that stirred the crowd and got Jesus condemned. Again, it was God's divine plan, but you get my point. So there were certain people that persecuted Jesus. They pursued him. They even attempted on a few occasions to kill him or stone him. Persecution is one of the surest and most tangible evidences that you're a Christian. And all God's people said, say what? Oh, it's true. Because persecution, if it happens for the right reason, aligns you with Christ. Here's the right reasons. It should be for the sake of righteousness. Verse 10, look at verse 11. And it should be on account of Jesus. That's the end of verse 11. Praying that my voice will hold up here. It's on account of me. So, If you get persecuted for what is right, you take a stand for what is right in your family, your company, your neighborhood, dot, 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 then you're blessed. If you get persecuted because of your association to Jesus Christ, you are blessed. Oh, here comes Christian girl, Christian boy. (laughs) Here they go, Holy Joe. It's it's the Christmas party. They're probably gonna wanna talk about Jesus. (laughs) There's a sweet lady that attends here. She came up to me a couple weeks ago. Sweet uh, sister in the Lord. And I'm not sure if she's here today. She goes, but she goes, Pastor Michael, I appreciate your preaching. And, and you're, you're funny. And funny noises come out of you as well. <laughs> and I wasn't quite sure how to take that. She goes, you know, you're little. <laughs> and, and I was like, you like those? Don't encourage me. But anyway. Conversely, you can avoid much persecution if you avoid much righteousness. Conversely, you can avoid persecution if you stay in the closet as a Christian. If nobody knows who you are and you're laying low, then you'll probably avoid most of it. But if you are willing to step out and align yourself with the king and say, here I am, Lord, use me, You can expect some persecution. You say, well, in what form might it come? 
Well, we live in the West, right? And we know that our country is teetering and we're kind of, many of us are wondering, are we going to have a revival? Are we going to go down the abyss? It seems like it could go either way right now. But here's what we need to see. Most of the persecution, verse 11, will come via insult and it will be all kinds of evil spoken and it will be spoken against you falsely. Do not claim that you're being persecuted if you're late to work every day. You get there 20 minutes late, the boss reprimands you, writes you up, and you're like, I'm being persecuted. No, you ain't. You being late. And your light isn't shining so well if you're claiming that your tardiness is persecution. It's not. But if people have to make up stuff about you and verbally abuse you, most of us in this room, and I'm not saying that some of you haven't maybe been threatened physically, but in the West, for the most part, where we stand right now, this moment, persecution probably will be verbal in the form of insult, in the form of nasty words, in the form of a social media post, trying to paint you as though you were an idiot. Although the country was built on Christian principles, the church started hospitals, orphanages. Most of the good done around the world is a result of a Christian church being salt and light in the world. Never mind that. Some of the most uh, informed scientists of all the ages are believers. Never mind that. They will throw insults at you. And this is the way that the enemy tries to silence Christians by people chirping at you so that you don't want to talk anymore or people making false accusations against you. If it's happened to you, welcome to the club. In fact, I would say to you, you're in really good company because Jesus says that they persecuted the prophets in the same way that were before you. In fact, he says the response to this persecution is really the essence of what blessedness is. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. You've been listening to Let Your Light Shine, part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 5, 10 through 16. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Now, we have pastors on staff that would love to speak with you if you need prayer or counsel, or perhaps you have questions about Jesus and the Christian faith. Call Walk in Truth Tuesdays through Fridays during daytime hours at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844 844- 48 truth. Now here's Pastor Michael one more time before we go. Well, familiar verses, right? You are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Don't hide that light under a bushel. You don't turn on a light and then cover it with a blanket, right? But you might say, you know, lately, frankly, my light has been kind of dim. <laughs> I haven't been shining, haven't been witnessing, and the question you may be asking is, why? Have I lost some fervor, some passion? Perhaps it's easy to, to do. So what do you do when you have? 
You know, I believe that evangelism is simply the outgrowth, the overflow of a heart in love with God. You see, when I'm spending time with the Lord, his, his light just illumines my life. And most of what I do in ministry and personal witnessing is simply just overflow. Uh, I just can't help it because he is filling up my life. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to manufacture it. You just ha- simply have to let him so dominate your life that it's just a natural overflow of who you are. And sometimes you may not even share something, but someone will see something different about you and ask the question, what makes you tick? Why do I see a light in your eyes? And you'll have an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Maybe you, you've been kind of quiet lately and you, you haven't wanted to even, you know, address a friend. Maybe that's more about your walk than it is about theirs. So make sure you're right with the Lord. That's where it all starts. And when you're doing the basics well, everything else will follow. This is Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. So glad you're listening as we move through the Beatitudes and the glorious gospel of Matthew. We'll see you right here, Lord willing, tomorrow. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. You gotta check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 5, 10 through 16, called Let Your Light Shine. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.